most gracious and heavenly Father. Lord, we just pray that you bless the study on the book of beginnings, the Bible, the book of Genesis, and what you've blessed us, us with uh, to have the knowledge from your word to teach us how to share the truth with others, not just uh, on this, you know, this little study um, on this podcast, but also to share it when we're in the world. We live in a day and age where so many people are running all over the world and they're confused. They're, you know, there's lots of drugs, lots of, lots of alcohol, lots of suicides, lots of um, uh, people that just are running to you know, just try to find an answer and they're running to all the wrong places. Father, there is only one place. You say you are the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through you. So, Lord, I pray that you put it on the hearts of those listening and on our all of our hearts to want to seek after you for truth, seek after you for refuge, seek after you for understanding, to be in awe of you, to worship you, to sing, to be joyful. And Father, most importantly, to die to self, because if we can die to self, then that's when in our weakness, that's when you live. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. In our weakness, we become strong because that's when you start working. And as this world is falling apart, Father, I see you working, and I'm so thankful for that. Lord, I pray that you're with us. Again, I just pray that there's no pride and you know, no desire to, to seek after my own self-righteousness, but to glorify you during this moment. We love you and thank you in our Lord's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I've got the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. So there's 66 books. We have the book of Genesis, and we're, we're going to read from, you know, there's 2,000 pages. We're just going to start reading from chap- chapter 1 all the way to the book of Revelation. I'm just playing. I'm gonna, we're going to spend uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, quick studies. And we're going to kind of start from the Old Testament, because most people don't know about the Old Testament. Um, there's... There's a couple things that, that I'll say that I think the enemy's goal, because remember that the enemy of this earth, the prince of this earth is Satan until Jesus returns. And there's a couple things that I believe that has been done because since the beginning of the church age in, in Acts chapter two, that was when the church started. Satan has tried to infiltrate the church and divide the church and separate them. It's always been about the church. He's all That was always his goal. There's house churches, there's actual churches, and his goal has been always to try to split that up. The same thing with the Old Testament and New Testament. Most people don't know about the Old Testament because they don't understand that the Old Testament harmonizes with the New Testament. So as we, we read the Old Testament, we're going to learn that there are 350 times, I believe, or more, a little bit less, that uh, the Old Testament is referenced in the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible. Um, that's that's interesting, right? Uh, there's also the full counsel of God. As in today's world, most churches, we teach one part of the full counsel of God. We eliminated the other part because we just thought it was too harsh. The only the Baptists do it, or whatever the case it might be. But it's the enemy that's the one that does this. Wants to separate it to make it a different gospel, or, or a, different, uh, a different gospel, a gospel of works. So if you look at the full counsel of God, it's made up of grace that God you know, sent his son to die for us, to become the last sacrificial lamb, to shed his blood at Calvary, to cover the sinner, the elect, and protect him from the coming judgment, which is from God. 
That's a scary thing, but that's the truth. That's what the Bible teaches. Jesus left and ascended to heaven. When he returns, he's returning as the judge. He's not coming back in sandals and giving everybody a hug and a kiss on the cheek. He's coming back as the judge and we will stand before the judgment seat. And God will hold us accountable for every action that we've done. What a scary thing. What a scary thing. Father, just be with us today during this study. Help us. Teach us. And help us to just be have our hearts ready and our minds ready to learn something new today. I love you, Father. And I thank you that I have this desire to do this. And I just pray that it blesses others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so, you know, sometimes I do that. I'll, I, I, I'm all over the place sometimes. But the, the fact is, sometimes when I feel like I'm talking to the Lord... Um, that just happens. So I'm not apologizing. So let's read this. Genesis chapter one, verse one. This is, this is important for the believer. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So when God speaks, it happens. And here's something I'll tell you. If you don't believe this part right here, close the Bible up. There's just no point of you reading it. If your goal is to, you know, to be a true Christian, a true believer, um, you have to, God has to give you that desire. So if, if you don't have that desire, um, I'm telling you that you, you need to cry out to God for salvation. Ask the Lord to open your eyes up. That's a, this is not a bad thing. But if you're not sure of your salvation, crying out to God for salvation for not just you, but for your family starts with you first. Because if you're not right, then your family's not going right, to be right. And, you know, you're going to be living worldly. That's how that's the big difference between a true believer um, and, you know, and a worldly believer is that, you know, they're learning to cut those worldly things out. You can still have fun. I love my life. I love my family. I love, you know, my job. I really do enjoy the things that, that's here, but I look at it differently. I look at the blessings that God gave us um, from just the trees outside look different. The smells are different. The animals are different. You know, these are God's creations. I was just petting my cat, which I'm not a cat person, but I just felt like, anyway, she was right there. So, <laughs> so long story short, if this part of the Bible, knowing that God said, let there be light, and then there was light, if you don't believe in that at all, you don't believe that the Bible was written by God, protected, and, and lots of blood was shed for this Bible. Many men, translate just to translate this book into English, became martyrs and were killed for this book. If you don't know the history of that, start looking into it. If you're having a desire to understand who God is, start looking more into it. So we're going to use um, a book by Paul Benwar, B-E-N-W-A-R-E. So Paul N. Benwar. And the name of the book is Survey of the Old Testament. I like this book because it really breaks down the overview of the Old Testament. And we're going to eventually learn that uh, the Old Testament harmonizes with the New Testament. So without the New Testament, there's a lot of things we wouldn't understand about the New Testament because the Old Testament prophesies 
So you hear about a lot of people prophesying. Don't listen to those those type of prophesying. You have to listen to if it's in the Bible. That's true prophesy. So to prophesy the Bible is just explaining it. So if someone's telling you something that's not in the Bible, I guess I, I need to make a quick correction already. So if somebody prophesies outside of the Bible, telling them, telling you that God came to them in a dream and told them this or that, and it doesn't line up with the Bible, read Revelation 22, verse 19 and 20. It is important. We are not to add anything to this book. That's why this book is written. The stories and everything in this Bible was made as our lamp to our feet. It was made to direct our paths. It was made to validate when somebody is actually incorrect about the truth of the Bible. Everything that you need to know is in this book. Everything. How to treat your wife, how how to treat your friends, um, how you're supposed to live, how to treat yourself, your body's a temple, how to protect it. All these things are in the Bible. But we have to understand the Old Testament before we can really understand the New Testament. So, um, let's get right into it. So, overview of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the story of the, of the nation of Israel. A nation unique and distinct from all of the other nations on the earth because God himself entered into a covenant relationship with them. So all over this world, he chose Israel to enter into a covenant. It is the story of the nation designed by God to bring glory to himself and salvation to mankind. A story of the great spiritual victories and defeats of men and the amazing faithfulness of the grace of God. God's dealings with mankind. This is a tough one. He gave us free will, gave us the ability to make decisions on our own, but he knows all, all things work um, for the greater good of God. And at the end of the day, we, we don't understand why certain things happen in our world today. But when we look back so often when, we're in, when we've gone through these, these days, we don't understand till later on down the road. So let's, let's understand how God, how God actually deals with mankind in the Old Testament. And eventually when we get into the New Testament, we're going we're gonna to have a better understanding of why everything happens the way it does. So the Old Testament is divided into two distinct parts each covering several thousand years of history. The first is Genesis 1, chapter 1 through 11. So chapter 1 through chapter 11. And is a record of God's dealings with mankind, generally. During these days, there was no special group such as the church or the nation of Israel. Just there was no church um, or no special representation because God, his dealings, he dealt with individuals. Since we do not know the exact date of the um, creation of the universe, and we have ideas, general ideas, that a lot of the church teach the, that the earth is over a little over 7,000 years. There's a biblical timeline, a history study that you can learn uh, that teaches it's over 13,500 years. Um, then you have accounts of the earth being billions, billions of years old. But that, that's not our main focus here. Our main focus is to understand the Bible. So let, let's continue. Um, so Genesis 1 through 11 covers 2,000 years. It could be several thousand years or more, but again, I digress. Um, scientists actually say it's millions or billions. 
and uh, but there's no study because with radiometric dating and carbon dating, um, or uh, you know, the core of a the the core ring cores of a tree, um, there's so many different dating systems. The rocks you could take rocks and kind of look at the sediment and you know to get into all that you find out that they're just not accurate. So within thousands of years they're accurate, but when it gets into billions of years, it's just not accurate. Um, much is not recorded about these early years of man, but four important events are included. The creation account, the fall of man, the great flood of Noah's day, and the division of mankind at the Tower of Babel. These events are briefly recorded so that we understand where the material universe came from, where sin and evil came from, and why the world of mankind is so fragmented. But the first few thousand years of human history are passed over quickly in order to get to the main emphasis of the Old Testament, which is the selection of Israel as God's chosen nation. God's dealing with Israel. The second distinct part of the Old Testament covers about 2,000 years. This part begins with Genesis 12 and includes all the rest of the Old Testament. Genesis 12 is the cornerstone of the chapter of the Bible, cornerstone chapter of the Bible. It is here that God selects a man by the name of Abraham. Out of all the people, he chose Abraham and, and enters into an eternal, unconditional covenant with him and his descendants. We pray we're one of his descendants. God made many promises to Abraham. These promises included personal blessings to Abraham and his descendants and blessings that would include all the rest of mankind. So we're going to cover the Abrahamic um, covenant. And then tomorrow we'll get into to the Mosaic Covenant and the Promised Land. And if, as we'll try to go as far as we can, as, as the law permits it. In this covenant, God promised that from Abraham he would make a great nation. The first four foundational books, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, and Joshua, record the formation of the nation of Israel. In order to have a nation, three basic elements must be present. People, shocker, law, we don't see a lot of that today. I think law is holding on by a, uh, by a thread right now. And land. We have lots of that. Genesis chapter 12 through chapter 50 records how God began to populate this new creation. In these chapters, God's dealings with Abraham and his family make it abundantly clear to all the people. <clears throat> is the giver of life and he guarantees the people element of the nation. When Genesis ends, <clears throat> excuse me. When Genesis ends, the nation has grown to about 75 people, which is not usually thought of as a great nation. But during the 275 years between Genesis and Exodus, the population explosion took place. By, by the Exodus, the nation's population had grown to more than 2 million people. The people, people's element of the nation was completed. All right, so we're at 15 minutes. We're going to go ahead and close in prayer. And then we'll pick up with the Mosaic Law tomorrow. So let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this time. As we're learning about the beginnings of the Bible and praying that you bring increase uh, to those listening and to myself. That as we're reading the Bible and continuing through the, chap the chapters of the Bible and the chapters of this book. We just pray that you can continue to teach us. Um, what we need uh, not what we want but what we need because in the end father god it's all about you we are to learn to die to self and we pray that you bring increase 
We pray that you redeem Israel or your spiritual church, your spiritual Israel, which is the, today's church, and that you can actually redeem it. If it's not the, the church built by four, four walls, as you say, man does not dwell in walls made by men, then we just, we know that the church is actually us. We are the body. We are the body of believers. And Father, we just pray. We don't know what's happening today. We don't know what to expect tomorrow, but we know, Father God, that you're in charge. So we just pray for thy will to be done and not our own. Please forgive us of our sins and trespasses and help us to have a desire to come back and come back and come back. Father, thank you for your time. Thank you for your word. And thank you for your son dying on the cross. We are undeserving. We are thankful. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I pray that you walk with the king tomorrow and be a blessing. We live in a dark world today, and it needs a lot of light. I pray you are that light.